You are now listening to The Young God, a podcast for the gods. Side B of my conversation with Ronald Unzimora took a dark turn when we started to talk about Nigeria and its woes. You know how that goes. Him being the elder statesman, he had a very matter-of-fact view on Nigeria's history and why we are the way we are. We talked about Biafra and what might be the bright side to it, if you can imagine that. If you're curious about that sort of thing, you're going to want to hear what Ronald had to say. He gave a real crash course on Igbo culture and what it takes to thrive in Nigeria. And it all started with a simple question. Why is Nigeria like this? Nigeria is like this because of injustice. Mm. It's, it's just injustice. Okay. Right? There are swaths of this country that have been unduly taken advantage of. Mm. Right? Like swaths of this country, like especially the southern part of the country. And the northern part, because it's not even, it's not even um, exempted, to be honest. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's mostly the north doing, you know, perpetrating the injustice on the south, mm. and also the north perpetrating the injustice on themselves. Right? Yeah. Because it is in constant... I was born in the north. Yeah. Right? I was born in Zaria. And, and grew up in the north. Mm. I can speak the language actually. Grew up in the north, and it is it is crazy how in 2022 you see how kids who are called Almadres in 2022 yeah. roam the streets uncared for, unattended to, basically with no hope. They are just born and that's it. No school, no no parental care. No governmental care, nothing. They are just condemned to a life of servitude. Mm. It's crazy, right? Yeah, I think I think and it's that's a form of injustice. It's 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 worse than servitude, right. if you ask me. I would describe it as a um, yeah. I would describe it as a hellish state, yeah. and a hellish state is one where you're confined to ignorance. One, you can't think beyond your mere survival, and then you're turned into a beast of burden. That's a hellish state. And that's what they're in. Yeah. I saw someone tweet about it last week. I was like, this is 2022 for God's sake. This is 2022 for God's sake. Right? And, you know, it's not just that. I mean, there was a civil war fought Mm. in this country. First of all, people from a particular part of the country, our part of the country, were slaughtered in their hundreds of thousands slaughter so they move back home and then you bring war to them and now kill three million more and then you systematically underdevelop their place you keep their place militarily occupied since 1970 it's injustice yeah it's the it's like the highest form of injustice 
And then there's also the wealth of the country is mined from, and they can't fish, they can't farm, they can't cook. They, they have they basically now have to survive, despite the fact that all of this wealth is taken away from their from their lands, and they get to see almost zero. While their their resources that they have to rely on to even stay alive is being devastated. Injustice. The problem of Nigeria is injustice. Mm. That is why Nigeria is. Well said. And let me let me let me let me pick your brain for uh, for a moment. Let me let me help you. Let's look. Let's think very yeah. conceptually about this now. Biafra, right? I would like to say that, you know, there's a bright side to everything if you can see it. Yeah. So I look at slavery, for example. Slavery, the bright side to it is this rich black culture that we now enjoy, the world now enjoys. Yeah. We look at um, things like the Holocaust and World War II. I'm looking at the rich Asian culture that we now enjoy in terms of K-dramas, you know, K-pop, anime. They're all a byproduct of, you know, America's occupation yeah. and demilitarization of Japan and all these parts of Asia, right? Yeah. I'm looking at, um, even in the Bible, if you go to the Bible, I'm looking at what happened to the Israelites. And, it, mm -hmm. you know, there's, you can see how a very bad injustice or a very bad thing worked out for good years later, decades later. So looking at Biafra and what we have, what, what, what we Igbos went through during that period and the loss and the injustice, what can you imagine is the bright side to that for us? If we can look at it that way, if we can move forward, how can we see the bright side to this? The bright side for me is being able to rise again. Only a few people were eventually got to who, who were able to find their bank documents eventually got 20 pounds, mm. right? But if you take the Southeast right now and you compare it, compare it to large sections of the country, the Southeast is a lot better off. Yeah. And it's not because of the government. It's because of the people of the Southeast. Yeah. It's because of the people. So the bright side is our people learned how to overcome adversity. It's a, it's a great trait to have as yeah. a human being. Yeah. Right? Our people, and then it also made our people to be, to travel. That's why there's practically no country in the world where you're not going to find an evil man. Yeah. So put this thing in our people to actually go out, you know, and and we, we sort of have it in our DNA now. So basically the worst of situations, mm. the worst of the worst of situations, and come good again. So it's a great trait to have. Yeah. However, however, it is a trait that we now need to learn how to harness and make it even more productive. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Also now industry and know how to put come together as a collective yeah. and make it even more productive because the other the other side of it is that it has made us very very individualistic mm. so we, we've put it all the way from our culture of communal living and community yeah. being very very individualistic 
So now everybody's doing their own thing, their own way. Yeah. We we need to get back to that um that that trait and culture of community mm. so that we can we can together because I know that I mean if we, we if our people were able to do this in about 40 years, right? Yes. Imagine and on an individual basis, yes. imagine what we can do together. Right. Do you think the whole boy-boy system that we have in Iboland is also a byproduct of the traumas you suffered uh, via Biafra? Or has that always yeah. been our yeah, thing? It's, no, it hasn't. We've, we've been a trading people, mm. right? We've been a trading people, but with the advent of colonial, colonialism, we mm. started being more of an educated, we started having an educated class. Mm. The world decimated our educated class so much, right? Yeah. A lot of our educated class. And the only way, the, the very quick way that our people saw to be able to get back on their feet was to go back, to default back to our culture of trade, being a trading people. Right, right, right. right? So they defaulted back to trading instead of going to school again. Mm. They defaulted back to trading. And the, the way to now lift themselves, and not just themselves, but their brothers and their siblings, was to, that was how the, the one boy culture, it's been there, right? But it wasn't like as popular as yes, it is yeah. that it became okay. Yeah. It became really popular from the 1970s. Okay. Right? And that's why, if, if you notice, it, it, uh, if, if you know how the different markets in different cities operate, mm. you notice that people from a particular town or a particular group of town do a particular kind of business. Yeah. So, for example, for example, people from Agolo are bread makers. They own bakeries a lot. Mm. Okay. Loads and loads and loads. Right, people from Newe obviously, you know, uh, spare parts and motor spare parts, and yeah. motorcycle spare parts, and all. Of you know, people from Archina, the furniture business. Mm. People from um, there's this town that I'm trying to remember. You know, so you notice that, and it's because people go out and study business, then they bring their brothers, their brothers bring their cousins, their cousins bring their yeah. their siblings, and then you know it's people from a particular town, they're all practically doing the same kind of thing. Yeah. And Abai is a fashion town. Abai is a fashion town, exactly. Abai is a fashion town. So you notice that. So, so it is, and it's a great culture, don't get me wrong. It's a great culture. And again, the, the reason why it's also a good thing is that it's a way to spread wealth. Mm. I'm, I'm big on wealth. I'm big on everybody having the, the one boy system is a superb superb way mm. of transparent wealth. Yeah. What we need to do is to figure out a way to to strengthen it. Mm. Now I don't know. I'm very, very wary about using legalese or legal means in you know, bringing it into into that culture. Yeah. Right? Because it can very easily spoil the whole thing. But yeah. there has to be a way. Maybe it's something our people have to figure out themselves. Time for shameless I don't do this full time, even though many think I do. When I'm not podcasting, I'm solving creative problems for my clients. 
I develop brands, I coach, consult, and offer creative direction. And I'm damn good at it too. My unique point of view can be a real asset to your vision, whether you are rebranding or launching a new campaign. To see my work or book a consultation, shoot me an email, avocreative.ng at gmail.com. avocreative.ng at gmail.com. Let's make magic together. What is the mentality needed to thrive in Nigeria? If you're telling someone, some, you know, these young people coming up now, everybody's like so disillusioned and, you know, they're, they're, you know, jaded about how Nigeria is and how difficult it is. But I feel like if you're here, you might as well, you know, when in Rome, you have to like figure out how to, you know, adapt. Yeah. So what would you say is the mentality needed to thrive in Nigeria and go the distance? The first mentality is to understand that the government doesn't owe you shit. Mm. And they never owe you shit. That is the number one thing to understand about Nigeria. Mm. That in Nigeria, you're on your own. Yeah. I mean, other countries, people look up to governments to solve. In Nigeria, you can't do that. Yeah. You just cannot afford to do that. Yeah. So that's off. So now that you're at that, off, the next thing is to now ask yourself, okay, what do I need to do next? I think that the, the one thing that, will, that helps a lot is that you get an education. A lot of people shit on going to school. Right, and I don't like that. Right, and I'm not saying it because you should go there to get some piece of paper or anything. Mm. There's something going to university or a teacher institution does for you. Yeah. Right, it helps you. It helps you know how to deal with people, basically. Right, it helps you know how to, to handle people. How to, even if you don't get really good at it, but you. It helps you interact with people beyond your family, mm-hmm. beyond your the things that you're familiar with, right? It yeah. helps you begin to imbibe survival traits, right? You need to you learn how to navigate things, you learn how to navigate issues. You know, you know, every little bit helps. And then, of course, you should get a piece of paper. By all means, please, if you can get it. By all means, do get it, right? Then... When we and then and again, if you think that it is not your thing, by all means, don't do it. Well, I believe that it helps. So before you before you go on, and just to add to your education um, uh, monologue, is that the most underrated thing about education is this? While I'm even I, I would, uh, I was not the most fond of school, but one thing I know about education is this: if you get the right education, to help you do three things: how to write well, how to speak well and how to yeah. think well, critically. Regardless of what you're studying, if you get those three things if you go to yeah. a good tertiary institution. Yeah. And that's invaluable yeah. in Nigeria. But then again, it's also important to know that that alone is not going to help you. Yeah. On its own, it's going to do little. Yeah. Right? The next thing is you need to learn, you need to equip yourself with the skill. The skill that will help you become visible to the world. Yeah. Very, very important. There are many skills to learn. That learning how to sell is an invaluable skill. And and when I talk about sales, a lot of people think it's just about exchanging value for money. Mm. Sales is, is also being able to communicate your ideas. Yes. To come to talk to somebody else, to make people buy you. You know, people don't to make people see you as valuable enough that they want to do stuff with you. Mm-hmm. Right? 
I mean, I get tons of requests, people asking me to partner with them to do business, and, and I have to reject like 99% of them. But but I know that the reason why they are coming is because I'm valuable. Yeah. They know that there's something that I can, that my teaming up with them is going to bring to that venture. Yes. Right? So, so learning how to sell is a critical, critical skill. You know, learning how to how to make people buy your ideas, buy your products, buy. I mean, you started this podcast, you know, like I said, the first time I was like, ah, I don't know if this is a good idea. It's not like podcasts are really popular now, but if you stick with it long enough, it probably is going to work. Mm. Now it's working, mm-hmm. right? But you knew something. You didn't just wake up and say, you know what, I'm going to do a podcast. Yeah. You knew there was something in it. You knew that this was an industry. So, I mean, this, this, the thing is a huge thing now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I had someone who has been on my team for two years to study a business podcast with him. It's big thing. So, so now I know it's big. So, it, because it wasn't my thing, I really didn't see, I, I really didn't see what, what it was going to be mm. because, because it wasn't my thing. But you saw it. Yeah. So and it's like that with everything and with everybody. You have got to have some measure of knowledge. You have got to have and and because learning a skill is not just it's also about knowing what to do. Mm. Right? Having knowledge in a particular area, right? And basically exploring the shit out of that area that you have knowledge in or you have an interest in. Yeah. You know, and then Making sure again, because a lot of life is about nuance, also, right? Making mm-hmm. sure that this thing that you have an interest in and that you're learning that is going to be applicable ten and twenty years from now. You don't want something that will be that will be gone in five years. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it has to be here for the long term. Yeah, it has to be here for the long term. You have to be looking at what's going to be what's going to be around in five, ten, fifteen, twenty years. Which brings me to the next point. You need to know how to, how our people are solely lacking in. Our people think so short term that it's incredible that they don't see how bad it is. Right? It was, it was like what we we're talking about when we we're talking about speed. Mm. They, they, they just want, they're just, they're just seeing six months yeah. in the future. If they even see that further along, anyway. Yeah. Right? So, and that makes them make make short term decisions, right? They can't they can't think. I mean, you've done this podcast now for like two years, three years, three years, three years. Yeah, there you go, three years. Now imagine when you started that you were only thinking about okay, let me let's see how it goes in three months. Mm. Yeah. So in three months, maybe you have you still have. A, listeners in three months and you're like, no, fuck it. This shit is not going to work. Yeah. So you find something else. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so and I've seen I see people do that many, 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 many times. Right? So they have a lot of things that they start and dump and start and dump and start and dump. And the funny thing that they don't realize is that time is going. They don't have time. Mm. The problem is you think you have time because you are going to die. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, mm-hmm. you are just going to die. Yeah. And the, the worst part of it is you don't even know when, right? Yeah. 
But people act like they have forever. <laughs> they act you like know, they have forever. They act like they have forever. Mm. You know, so they start something and then they dump it, and then five years passes and they've not moved from where they were five years ago. You because know, they're starting things and ending it, starting things and ending it. Two things, two things I'll, I'll add, I'll add because you, you just brought some things to my mind now. Um, the first thing is to buttress yeah. your point on the short term thinking. You know, I think a lot of Nigerians um, today, especially those who are not as exposed or as literate or educated or, you know, just don't have the level of of our, of our mm-hmm. mindset, they can't see beyond their current situation. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the thing. You know, they cannot see beyond where they are. And that lack of vision is stunting. It, it, it just it makes it so that they make decisions that just don't bode well in the long term because they cannot see beyond the space they are in. They cannot see anything more for themselves. Yeah. And, and if you cannot see more for yourself, you cannot make plans in the, in the moment to, to, to reach those goals. So now, if you, if, you're, if you have a population that is filled with so many people that cannot see beyond their present situation, then it doesn't bode well for the, for, the, for, the, for the general future of the country. You know what I mean? Absolutely. If the individual cannot Absolutely. see beyond their, their fucking nose, then they're mm-hmm. not thinking even... It's not going to affect the, the long-term future of the country at large. It's, yeah. it's telling. Exactly. So I, I've made it my life's goal with this podcast and a lot of things I do is when I'm talking to people, I'm saying to you, I'm trying to help them see beyond their current situation. Yeah. I have I have the 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 privilege, the grace of God that I'm able to like think far and wide about different things. And I understand that many people don't have that luxury. Yeah. So if I'm talking to you or I'm, I'm doing a podcast, I'm a lot of the things I'm talking about yeah. just help my, my listeners to elevate their perspective, so to speak. Like... You know, there's more than way, one way to look at this thing. For example, so, so just to now segue into the next thing I was going to mention, hard work. People I don't see the value of hard work anymore. They look at it as, as stuff ahead or I cannot come and key myself. Or, you know, people have not... They, they, there's a way they say it. Um, people today are interested in everything but committed to nothing. Because hard work is commitment to yeah. consistency. It's a commitment to chasing something to the end, even if those around you don't see those possibilities. And a lot of people lack that. They lack that that grit, that tenacity, that ability to, you know, to, you know, put your ten toes down and do what the fuck you're supposed to do to make your life change. And if like you said, the speed, if it doesn't come in in two days, in two weeks, in two months, they move on to the next to next um fad or trend. And that doesn't bode well for anyone trying to thrive in Nigeria. Exactly. Because, because, because you, you have to, you know, people need to know that Nigeria is a peculiar place. Mm. It's a peculiar place that you have to do, go over and beyond the normal in order to make headway. Mm. So if you need to work hard, if other people need to work hard, you need to work very hard just because you are here. Yeah. Just because you're here. You have to, like, you have to, you know, and then, you know, when I see people say things like, you know, I can't come and kill myself, you know, mm. and all of that, they also don't know that, you know, life is a self-fulfilling prophecy. When when you repeat those things, 
right? Mm. And I'm going to start sounding a bit like a motivational speaker, mm. but it's life. <laughs> yeah. It's life. Just, it is just what it is, right? When I was growing up and I said something like, I can't do something, I'm going to say, keep quiet. Mm. Keep quiet. Don't say you can't do it. I'll say, how can I do it? He said, because it helps you start thinking about solutions. Mm. He said, when you say you can't do something, it forces you to take a back seat. And then you sit back and you're like, woe is me. Mm. Because mm. then, you know, I will do something and she will look at me and she will make a face and she will say, woe hoo, hoo, is me. <laughs> <laughs> she will taunt you for being a weakling. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, mommy, leave me alone. I'll tell you a secret, Em. When I started this podcast, I knew that I would have to give a lot to get even a little back. I already knew that that was the challenge ahead of me. I knew that I was only, like, no one in my, in my network knew about podcasts. I knew that, you know, Nigerians were late to the party. And I knew that, just as you were thinking it in your head, that uh, this is, is this a really good idea, you know, is this a, a good use of time? I was thinking that as well, and I knew that it would be that uphill climb, you know. And I think knowing that, first of all, already, like, got me ready for it, because I knew it would be hard. You know, people start out thinking something would be easy, and then yeah. they're surprised it's hard. I wasn't surprised about, about how hard it would be. You understand? So I think yeah. part of that mindset is, is ap- accepting that you are in a place that is hard, and not wishing it was different. That's one. Mm-hmm. Two was, and I noticed about exactly. the Nigerian mindset when, when I said when I got into maybe my hundredth episode, or when I would tell people I'm still doing this, or I'm on season three or season four, or whatever. Right now, this is season five, but like season three or season four, people would say to me, "Wow, you're so consistent. You're so you know." And I'd be like, I, "Why are you guys surprised?" And then it, it dawned on me that people are so unused to committing to things. They're so unfamiliar yeah. with that concept of committing to something yeah. that you say you're going to do that when someone else is doing it, it seems like he's doing something that is so out of this world. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, it, but if I see someone I mean, else who is doing something for a long time, I'm not surprised. I understand what it takes and what he's trying to achieve. So I'm not even like saying, oh, wow, you've been doing this. I understand. But people don't understand that in general. So it's a shock. It's a surprise. It's like, oh, my goodness. Let's take a moment to pause and breathe. Relieve the tension. Whatever you're doing, close your eyes, take a deep breath in through the nose, out through the mouth. One more time. In through the nose, out through the mouth. Let's resume. Wow, Mr. Ronald, this has been, um, you know, before we go, do you have anything you'd like to know from me? Any question from me? Anything you'd like to um, pick my brain about before we, we wrap this this conversation? Uh, really, what I would very much like is to interview for my people, especially the podcast, the thought process behind it, you understand? Mm business side of it, you know, what's the future platform and all of that. I think, especially because it's also becoming a big thing, I think it should be something that will be valuable to us. I would love to 
Maybe sometime in the future also for for the so that they can also learn from your perspective. I cannot wait. I cannot wait yeah. to to talk to you again. Mr. Ronald, thank you very much for sitting down with me. This has, we, we planned two hours, but look at us going towards four hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I loved every bit of it, my brother. <laughs> thank you very much, Ronald. I, I, I owe you one, and I cannot wait to, to talk to you again. Ladies and gentlemen, Ronald Inzamora, and this is The Young God. Do follow the podcast on IG at The Young God Pod and Twitter at I Am The Young God for more God-level content. New episodes drop every Saturday at midnight, so do subscribe and do share. I'm your host, Rodney, and I wish you a blessed day and a blessed mind. Rodney, out.